NFL fans, are you ready to win big this week? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner. That's all it takes. It's really that simple. If Sportsbooks isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code PFF this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Min $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome in. It is NFL Sunday on the PFF Betting Podcast. Week 8, we got... One, the one and only George Shahiri with me. Uh, we're going just a little bit earlier. We don't have the Circa Millionaire contest, uh, you know, the consensus picks out yet. So we're going to do a little bit um, of maybe guess the guess the line, guess the most popular play, basically. I think would probably be uh, the best way of describing it. But first, George, how are you How are you kind of feeling about, you know, your picks and plays from earlier in the week on the PFF forecast kind of heading into Sunday afternoon here now. Well, uh, I mean, let's just get the the big one out of the way. Our, our lock of the week on the PFF forecast, yes. which is five and two so far, but you know, Eric Eager. Okay. And if those of you that are listening to this podcast do not know Eric Eager, he's a great follow on Twitter, PFF underscore Eric. This man grew up in Minnesota. I have never met a human being who enjoys the torture and torment of his hometown team like Eric does. And so our lock of the week is the 6-0 and against the spread Dallas Cowboys against the Minnesota Vikings. Um, and we'll get to that in, in just a second. But like obviously a ton of intrigue around this game. Um, right. But I think, you know, like looking at the rest of the slate, I'm really curious who you think the public or should we say the circa millions public will uh, will like. What's your what are your guesses on the biggest popular picks? Yeah, so I'm basing this a lot on the, where people have been at, his, you know, in the previous weeks. But I do think the Lions plus three and a half, obviously, you know, that number has moved a little bit in the Eagles direction. I could see the Lions at home. I do think everyone's kind of predicting that they're going to, you know, they're going to get their first win here on Sunday. Um, So I think that is kind of a popular spot. I also think, um, you know, the Chargers at minus five over the Patriots. I think that line's moved just a little bit in the Chargers direction uh as well so i could mm-hmm. see that kind of being a little bit more of a popular play for people i think it was you know i think you know earlier in the week it was minus five and a half um so i think um, maybe people want to get a little bit of discount on there and then uh i think the Bengals are probably going to be interesting you know, outside of the cowboys i think those three teams were the ones that i probably uh predict hmm. are going to be the po- most popular but i could be wrong what are you what are you thinking for this uh, interesting i actually think the patriots will be a okay. popular pick so that i think has moved a, down a little bit yeah, it was five, it was minus five and a half to minus five now, yeah so but and, and you're right i mean people love the chargers i'll say this we we took the patriots plus five and reasoning for that i mean mac jones has played legitimately very well the chargers who have been great have ridden you know fourth down variants 
right. their favor. And and um, this just feels like a close game. Like we talk about the power of you know having a three on your side. I'll also say this. I don't know if anyone listening here lives in in New England or the East Coast, but like you're looking at that schedule and you go, okay, honey, when are we <laughs> when are we going west? Like, right. you know, like I've I, the Patriots have the most followers on social media. There will be a Patriots presence in Los Angeles. A um, couple others I think are interesting. Just looking at where, like where the cash is. I actually think the Rams um, minus 14 and a half. I think okay. that line has moved. Um, I mean, the Texans suck. That's like an auto, uh, an auto pick. Um, and then uh, another one that is interesting, and this is actually where I felt we went against the, the where the public is the Niners are minus four in Chicago and you can get the the cash ticket splits on pff.com on pff green line um and 82 80, uh, maybe even 85 percent now of the cash on the Niners that one is interesting to me but the Bears were so bad I mean so bad and I, I think that people look at that and go, Kyle Shanahan's going to just run over this Bears team, buying the Niners kind of at the bottom of their market um, is interesting one. I, it's tough. I, I think the Bills also, even though they're a big favorite, there's so much question with the Dolphins. If you look historically at how the Bills have played the Dolphins, like they just have killed them. Right. Um, and so I think that's another one where betters will look at that and go, you know what, like this is a big line, but... Like the disparity in team here is just massive. Yeah, definitely. And I think, yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. I think um, we could see it. I think the market kind of, at least the circuit consensus, or, you know, the people that are playing the circuit contest tend to move away from some of those widespread. So maybe yeah. that's the reason why it's not there. But I do think what you said about the 49ers uh, Bears game is really interesting, right? So that spread's basically moved um, a little bit in. Um, little bit in the 49ers direction i think it was like three and a half to open the week mm -hmm. has moved up since then part of that uh probably is you know no matt nagy i think we saw that you know the market kind of reacts similarly to when you know, Wait, kingsbury on. was out do you think people legitimately think matt nagy helps that offense i think it's i mean for me personally i think it's an addition Stop. by subtraction for batters but i still think people over overweight the fact ben, that a coach is going to be out ben the discussion that we had this morning was are we sure we we wanted to confirm that matt nagy was out right like the question wasn't like hey you know most most players that are like questioning like hey, do you think this guy will play can we find out if he's going to play the conversation literally was are we sure nagy's out Right. Please tell me he's out. If he is, we will take the, the Bears here. I mean, it is, you know, I liken it almost to the Raiders without John Gruden. They've run about 33% play action on their dropbacks. Play action helps quarterbacks universally across across the league. They were at 11% with John Gruden. It's like a simple like, hey, get rid of a guy that's making just terrible decisions make some league average decisions and your offense will be better. That's how I kind of feel about the bears. Like if you're like, Oh, right. Nagy's out. Like what do we have from a talent perspective? Oh, we have a really, really athletic quarterback. Maybe we should just run some plays that make that guy, you know, put that guy in a position to make plays. Right. Um, the, the Buffalo one is interesting though. 92% of the cash is on Buffalo. Now I don't, it, you know, I don't know if many people are betting that game, but I do think that there might be a little bit of a move towards some of these bigger, bigger spreads as we get later in the season where people feel more confident about how good or bad certain teams are. Right. And definitely and they could, you know, maybe agree that the market is moving towards more efficient states. So, you know, these numbers don't necessarily 
Um, they mm-hmm. aren't as difficult to bet if you want to, you know, buy into the fact that you know the market has this number really well priced. Obviously, if you still think the Bills are just a little bit underrated and the t- Dolphins, you know, as bad as they've been, people still seem to be buying into them. Although not in the cash ticket percentage, like you said, maybe that's a good reason. I do, I do agree with you quite a bit. And like, and and going back to the Bears one last time, I agree 100% that Matt Nagy is. Uh, it's going to be an improvement for the Bears in general, getting you know Justin Fields just hopefully more comfortable, but allow him to maybe be a little bit more of a freelancer out on the field. I do think that is going to work in their favor. I was more uh, voicing the fact that maybe that's just an additional reason for people to buy uh, to uh, pile on to the 49ers mm-hmm. like it was a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago with like Cliff Kingsbury when he was yep. out with COVID and those sorts of things. So maybe that was the reason why, why uh, you know, the... You, the 49ers would be more popular this week. I definitely agree with that part of it, but um, I don't think I don't think I really want to be backing uh, necessarily the 49ers at at minus four here right now. I guess I'm yeah. curious what were your what are your uh, circumillionaire plays here then? What else do we roll with? So um, as I talked about the Patriots, um, they're Seahawks minus three um, okay. at home. This is basically saying the Seahawks and the Jaguars are equal on a neutral field, which is, look, stop. Here, here's, the, here's the test, Ben. If people for Halloween are dressing up as your coach partnered with a blow-up doll, you cannot be equal to any team on a neutral field. Right. I'm sorry. Right. I'm, I'm sorry. Just get the hell out of here. Um, the, the Jaguars defense sucks. The Saints defense is legit. That, that this is buying the Seahawks at the bottom of the market. Um, Browns minus three and a half. That line is now four. Thought there basically being people believe that the Browns have a lot of question marks at QB. That question mark at QB, regardless of whether it's Keenum and, and Mayfield is going to play, but like should Mayfield get knocked out, you still have the better quarterback right, uh, right. and the better team. Um, right. Took the Rams minus 14 and a half. Um, and uh, I'm blanking here on the last one. Oh, Tennessee. Uh, plus two and a half against. I think that's, I think that's, I think I I agree with all of those for sure. I'm, I'm not as on board with you on the Seahawks one, but the rest of the four definitely makes sense to me. Our guy, Geno Smith. Yeah. He's been, he's been there. He's, he's making it happen. He's he's done something. Uh, Right. But yeah, you did back off of the Cowboys, I guess then, right. Even at minus one and a half, let's talk a little bit more about this game. Cause I am, I would say underwater with Cowboys minus Mm -hmm. two and a half, minus one and a half. Etc. Etc. Tickets, and I want some uh, positive light. You want some, some positive juju's? Okay. Yes. So this got out to Cowboys minus two and a half. You could you found some spots where it was actually three. You could buy three. I think yep. a lot of sharp, you know, betters got on the Cowboys early. Cowboys are the better team, right? They're they're a better quarterback, better offense. Kirk Cousins has played well, but he's played well as as Eric likes to say in spots where every quarterback should play well. Right. And that, you know, if you look, if you compare Dak and Kirk, which I think is really interesting to do, like Dak drops back to throw all the freaking time and still delivers. Kirk does not. Okay. So this got out two and a half, three, and then it has now swung all the way back to now where the Vikings are minus three. Right. And everyone has said, okay, that means Dak isn't going to play. Now Dak has not taken any of the first team, like real reps, all of the walkthrough reps, he's been with the first team, but none of the like actual practice reps. But what I have heard from people that know what they're talking about is that this has been a deliberate move by sharp syndicates to get a great middle. 
And so buying as much Vikings um, uh, early and then buying a ton of Cowboys plus three, getting a huge middle there and having an opportunity to kind of sit back and watch what should be a pretty close game. And if it is a close game, you hit your middle there right. is what I'm hearing. This is not indicative of Dak playing or not playing. And here's, I think, the big reason why. If Dak isn't playing, if you know he's not playing, then you're buying the Vikings out through seven. <laughs> because the Cowboys without Dak Prescott, this is not hyperbole, were the worst offense in the NFL in yards per play. With Dak Prescott, they have been the best offense in the NFL in yards per play over the past two seasons. So like, if you think Cooper Rush, and it's a spot as well, Cooper Rush comes in on the road in primetime against Mike Zimmer and the Vikings, like you are buying the Vikings. If you actually think Dak isn't playing, then getting to three is not is not the move. It is going right. well past three and probably past, in my opinion, past seven. So it's important if people are out there thinking about, should I bet the Vikings? Should I bet the Cowboys? Like, I do think Vikings plus money could be a popular pick. But if you're if you're trying to bet this now, like you should probably bet the Cowboys plus three. Like that is a great value. There is no reason to believe that there has been a ton of movement towards Dak playing or not playing. It's rather people understanding there's a chance he doesn't play. Right. And so they're moving it out there to try and get that nice middle, taking advantage of the uncertainty, so to speak. Right. Because you right, can't just right. you can't move a line like that if there's not some question. Right. You right. can't just take any of these other games, and go, hey, let's just pile money in one direction and be like, let's move the line five points. You're right. not going to do that. But you can take advantage and think this is what the, the smart sharps have done is they've said we can prey on this uncertainty, move it all the way out to Cowboys plus three and get this massive middle. So I, I really think that's what happened. Um, I, I will say this. I have two sources that know a, a decent amount and they both believe Dak is playing right now you can get 25% off any PFF subscription if you use code BETTINGPOD. Grades and data are live for every single player who logged a snap last week. You can go check out all the highest graded players from Week 7 and look to find some early value on spread picks and player props for Week 8. What all can you get with a PFF subscription? All of PFF's locked article content, PFF's NFL and college football betting dashboards, our grade power projections, cover probabilities, and betting values. Zero to 100 grades of every single player, including the top rookies on every team, we got our player props tool, which shows plus minus value for every NFL prop. We got NFL green line, DFS optimizer, and so much more. You got to support the PFF betting podcast. Use promo code betting pod for 25% off any subscription. Right. So I, and I will say this, cause I agree with all of that 100%. People can think what they want. This could be just, you know, two guys talking about how we have some poor Cowboys tickets and trying to justify that. But like you said, first off, the spread has not moved anywhere close to far enough if mm -hmm. Dak Prescott's actually out, right? And second off, uh, you know, like you said about how their, their yards per attempt with Dak versus without Dak, you know what hasn't moved basically whatsoever? The total. It was at 52.5. It's down to 51.5 now. If Dak wasn't, if Dak yes. was actually not playing, there's no, if Dak doesn't play, there's no chance that this game goes over 51 mm -hmm. and a half points. There's mm -hmm. no way Mike Zimmer at home is going to do anything but run uh, Delvin Cook into his offensive line 35 times and win this game, you know, 14 to three or something like that. That's so there's no point. reason why uh, the total has not moved in this direction if Dak was actually ruled out. And, they, and another part of this that I think is kind of interesting is the evolution of 
you know, the sports betting kind of entering the mainstream, so many more players being in the market has influenced certain situations like this in a way that we haven't necessarily experienced before. If we were looking at this game five years ago, as soon as there was a question of Dak Prescott playing or not, this game would have been off the board, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now we're in this new age where books are forced to kind of work in the same way that betters are, where we don't have 100% information on some of these key injury situations until the game, but they can't sit back and basically not post a line like they used to. They have to kind of, you know, either hedge or try and come up with this like 50-50 calculation where he does or doesn't play. And that's what I think you've seen so far is they've kind of moved away from well, it's not 100% certainty that Dak's going to play. Maybe he's 50%. Let's move it to the other side of the three, even because, you know, those numbers don't matter mm -hmm. quite as much, and we're going to adjust and see kind of what happens. But they're in the same boat that we are. I don't think books have any sort of in, inner, in, inside information from Dak himself of whether he's playing or not, right? And I think uh, people kind of build up that mentality too much, and I think this line movement just doesn't make a whole lot of sense for why Dak wouldn't be playing. So I actually agree with you that... I think it might be more likely that he is playing than isn't uh, right now. And that's kind of how I'm betting it for sure. We're in alignment. I, I think it's a really interesting, like I, I find this game to be a great way to learn about how sports betting on football right. works. Like I, I, you know, I, I, I found that I myself like learned, like not necessarily learned, but like rethought about, you know, the way that the, the mechanics of how, some of these things can work. And I think it's really useful for people that are out there who are like, shit, I don't spend my entire day, you know, thinking about where the lines are moving. Right. But when you do see this, like not all line movements are created equal and it's important to, you know, be able to, to think about how certain things can move and, and why they might. Um, but right. we, we know why we know why we're here. It's this time. It's the time to, uh, to get into props. Why don't you, lead us off here okay i'm getting into it right away um this was an early one i do think this number you know might not be available we'll see where it reopens uh -oh. up but i do like denver broncos wide receiver tim patrick under 3.5 receptions it sounds like jerry judy is for sure going to be playing hasn't played since week one i think he played roughly five or six drives in that week one i think tim patrick's probably the odd man out in this broncos um you know offense when they're fully healthy which they're finally going to be again uh, he, you know, has played a decent amount of snaps, but hasn't necessarily commanded a target share any, anywhere close to what Cortland Sutton has done with Jerry Judy back. I just don't see him being all that involved. So I like him to go under. I know it's not a great play, all that, but I do think it is one of my best betting opportunities here on Sunday. So that's one that I really like. What do you got for me, George? Okay. We're going to lead it off here. We're going to go to Carolina, Atlanta. The um, Carolina Panthers are not good. They're not, they're not very right. good. Uh, Calvin Ridley is very good. Matt Ryan, also very good. Calvin Ridley, six and a half receptions over. Um, he, he had only four last week against the Dolphins. He did not play the prior week against the Jets, but in his three previous games, seven, eight, and seven, this guy's their number one target. He's back healthy. And the Carolina Panthers have the 20th uh, ranked opponent adjusted coverage unit. Um, so, uh, by the way, I'm finding that on uh, an app that you might be able to test in beta. Just saying, just letting that there out there. Uh, get, I to love, get to the man. Love Ridley. And and I'll give you a bonus one here. I actually also like, um, so, so that Calvin Ridley um, over six and a half is great, but I also like um, uh, Matt Ryan over two and a half passing touchdowns uh, as well. Okay. And I think you should be able to get that at a pretty nice, um, 
plus price. price. Sure. Yeah, plus 170. That might be my favorite one, man. Plus 170 over two and a half passing touchdowns for, for Matt Ryan against a crappy Carolina Panthers team. Matt Ryan, 11th highest opponent uh, adjusted PFF grade. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I do think Atlanta's a play on the spread. I wrote up Kelvin Ridley early in the week on his re- receiving yardage over, which was 75.5, mainly for the same reason. I just can't believe there was a time where we thought Carolina Panthers were for real in 2021 and going to be much better than this uh, Falcons team. But I think I think Atlanta's going to put it together here. So I like, I like Kelvin Ridley over 75.5 receiving yards as well. One more in this game that I think may be a little bit of a correlated play with it. Ch- Chuba Hubbard. Under 92.5 rushing and receiving yards. Um, obviously, you know, if any team is going to miss a running back, it's the Carolina Panthers with Christian McCaffrey. Hubbard hasn't necessarily been, um, you know, anywhere close to the fill-in that they've needed, obviously. I think I think the Falcons are going to be able to kind of slow him down, make him somewhat irrelevant. I think he's still got a pretty inflated uh, rushing and receiving yards number based on how effective he's actually been in this offense. So that's one I those those are two that I kind of like from that game as well. What else? What else do you got for me besides Atlanta, Carolina? All right, let's go um, a couple unders here that I think are intriguing. Um, both at uh, at plus prices here. First one is Austin Eckler under four and a half receptions. Um, little banged up. Um, a lot of banged up at some. Yeah, a lot of lot of banged up. I don't know if you can find this. <laughs> um, but if you can, um, I, I, I think it's a solid bet. Um, we show uh, that happening. Uh, why can I not see this? Oh, here it is. Uh, we, we have that happening about 61, uh, actually 62% of the time. And at a plus price, you really only need that to happen about 45% of the time um, to get that to work in your favor. But in case that isn't on the board for you, I have one more under that I also like, and that is Baker Mayfield under 18 and a half completions. So there's a couple things in this game. The first is obviously Cleveland is favored. The second is that you should have Nick Chubb back. The third is that he's injured. (laughs) So like there's so many things here going in your favor. Um, When they played the Cardinals uh, and they were down in that game and they need to come back. He ended up with 19 completions, 23 against the Chargers, 15 against the Vikings, 19 against the Bears, 19 against the Texans, 21 against the uh, the Chiefs. 19 and a half is a nice number there. And um, you'll get that at just about even money. Um, right. So those are the two unders that I like. Definitely. I, I couldn't agree more with you on the Baker Mayfield thing. Obviously, there's a little bit of injury risk with him as well. Going under uh, plays into that. I do think, you know, it's a pain threshold sort of situation but he could easily come out for a couple of plays or even a drive could see a little bit of case keenum mixed in so i definitely agree with you anyway any you know anything that kind of hinders him just a little bit i do think is probably going to play toward that under so i agree with you i got i've wrote up three over 2.5 passing touchdowns perhaps oh, i want to get your to feedback i want to get your feedback on what one you like the best so i got tom okay. brady over 2.5 passing touchdowns against new orleans saints plus 102 to 105 um obviously i think people are kind of overrating uh the saints defense which mm-hmm. has looked quite good um i also wrote up you know before um the dak prescott injury concerns but i also like kirk cousins over 2.5 pass touchdowns and a little bit more of a shootout game obviously mm-hmm. with no dak prescott i think that game's gonna go under if not um i kind of agree with green that we're gonna see quite a bit of points scored plus 160 price on that uh, and then the last one josh allen over 2.5 yeah. pass touchdowns i know you said um earlier you earlier you do like the bills 
I kind of like, you know, I maybe lean this way a little bit more just because it's plus price. But um, if you think Bills kind of like blow out the Miami Dolphins, I don't mind uh, Josh Allen going over yeah. 2.5 pass touchdowns. The question is, does he run one in or does he end up yeah. three? Uh, it's basically the only question I can see, you know, hindering him from going over that number. So any of those that you really do yes. like or any of those you really I like don't them all. like? I like them all. Um, not surprising. The one that I like the most is Josh Allen. Um, okay. I'm worried about Tom Brady a little bit. No Antonio Brown in that game. Right. Marshawn Lattimore, Mike Evans, you know that's going to be a battle. So uh, I, I that is one. And I think the Saints probably feel like, are you really a five-and-a-half, six-point underdog here at home? Like, what the hell? Um, and uh, so, you know, I love Tom Brady and, and his over. The Kirk Cousins one is interesting because, again, that is about Dak playing. If Dak is playing, love that as well. Um so I'm a big fan of those. Shall we get to the uh, the staple of this podcast, which is quarterback it. rushing prop, uh, rushing props? I don't. I, I almost said overs, but like maybe there's an under that we like. You never know. Yeah, once Could in happen. a great while, but it, it it can happen, but it doesn't happen often. I would say so. Let's we got to hear them though. I mean, I know you've been uh, running pretty hot in this category to say the least. I think is- you should. Uh, lay out your favorite ones here for us on sunday this is this is where i cook here um okay uh look the justin fields thing has just been an absolute cinch we told you overs two two times in a row this is i just have to throw this out there so week three has 12 rushing yards week four he has nine week five he has four his rushing prop dropped from week three was 43 and a half to week six it was 10 and a half and we were like guys <laughs> bet this, this is it, it it closed at 20 and a half he had 43 the next week it went up to his line went up to 15 and a half we're like guys bet this he had 38 right. his his uh, rushing prop now is 30 and a half against the san francisco 49ers I'm not telling you about the over, but I'm also not telling you about the under on Justin Fields. Exactly. I'm just saying exactly. that's all I'm saying there. Okay, um, let, let's get to the ones that uh, that I like here a little bit. So um, I think this one is a little bit interesting, and that is um, little Joe Burrow five and a half. Uh, and actually, um, so they're playing the Jets. The Jets stink. Shouldn't be a real reason for him to run, but he's a better athlete than that. Five and a half, not a ton, minus one fifteen. I like that one quite a bit. I also like Kirk Cousins, your boy. Two and a half is his rushing prop there total. Are you kidding me? Two and a half? Um, again, this is about Dak Prescott, right? But like two and a half is a joke. I would go over there as well. Um, and then uh, I have one more that I just, I don't know how I feel about it. I want you to tell me. The Patrick Mahomes rushing prop, which last week, again, was an absolute cinch. He's gone 45, 26, 61, 31, and 35 um, in his last five games. And his rushing prop is still the same, 19 right. and a half. And so for that reason, I like the over. Yeah, I I actually do like the over in Patrick Mahomes. I think, you know, anybody would agree if, you're, if you've been watching him, he doesn't necessarily look comfortable all the time in the pocket. Uh, what he's kind of relying on a little bit more, especially recently, has been rushing, uh, taking off a little bit more. I do think you'd probably try to see him extend plays, look further downfield. But I think just based on how he's kind of been playing, he has been tucking and running a little bit more. So I do definitely like over 19.5, even against the Giants team that they are, you know, 10 and a half point favorites against. I still think we see him run uh, enough times to go over that. And I like that one quite a bit. I thought you were going to bring up 
uh, Ben Roethl Ben Roethlisberger no. over 0.5 rushing no. yards, uh, which we do show some value on. Plus 206 price, uh, which is just insane. He basically just needs to fall forward. I don't think have there's seen, any risk of kneel down. Have but... you seen Ben Roethlisberger, Roethlisberger play football? The guy falling forward. I've seen him try to throw. I guess I can't vividly remember him. You want him to fall run, forward? But... <laughs> Stop it. Uh, look, I'll join you on it just out of principle. But, um... Principle. Like if you're hoping for Ben Roethlisberger to have a reincarnation, maybe maybe this is not the season for you. Not the time, right? Right? No, I agree with you. I do like those quite a bit. I do think Kirk Cousins uh, is a really good play, so um, I like that one quite a bit. I'm I actually was gonna write up Joe Burrow over 5.5, uh, which is tied for his lowest of the season. I do think. Uh, kind of like you said, the blowout factor, him not needing to actually rush uh, in any sort of critical situation might be the determining factor, but uh, I can definitely ride with that one with you as well. So I think we got some winners. I, th I feel pretty good about it. Make sure you check out the player props tool. We got a lot of good information for you. PFF Green Line and a new tab on our betting tools uh, is yes. the best bets. Breaks it down for you really well. Kind of shows you uh, the highest value plays from both the player props tool and PFF NC NFL green line kind of pulls everything together for you, makes it really easy. Uh, Cause our guy, George, not only is he the prop king, but he is also a man of the people trying to give them the information to bet as easily and quickly as possible. And that's just another tool that he, you know, rolled out and came up with. And I think is really going to be useful for a lot of people that listen to this podcast. So check out everything we Go got. PFF.com. Check it out. Check it out. Any, any tips that you'd like for that uh, best bets tool here? You got George. Just go check it out. Give us some feedback. Um, looking forward to making that a better tool as we go. There we go. There we go. From the man himself. Thank you guys for listening to the PFF Betting Podcast.